Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, it's coming a little late on the Wednesday, but we have three stories for you, very much in the cybersecurity space and e-commerce. We're going to start off with CrowdStrike and their earnings, Okta, a new identity access management system. A little bit more about them. I think they'll be flying under the radar over the last couple of years. And last but not least, Black Friday. Any e-commerce company still on sale? Any opportunities there? We're here to talk about it. Come listen to us. We are looking forward. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly market updates with me, Rakesh. Anthony and Anthony. Yep, just two of us. And Anthony. Yeah. No, no special guest this week. <laughs> no, no, nothing. We're also coming to you live uh, a few hours later. <laughs> Was it yep. Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, Wednesday. Yes, yes. We were we were both a bit busy last night. Um, so thank you again for, for listening in. And um, I think we've been really, really helpful. Um, yeah. Not helpful, but we're really thankful that you guys have been listening to us <laughs> since COVID. I don't um, know. I feel like we, we, we should be... We have, we have been a bit helpful as well. <laughs> I don't know. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely right. I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because it's December. Usually, time time to you know look back, reflect, give thanks. It's so, not Thanksgiving, bro. We we not American. I know, right? That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's true. But are we? <laughs> no, 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 we are not American. <laughs> no, no, of course not. I don't want to pay those taxes. Uh, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh man, tell me about that one. All right, <laughs> all right, coconuts. As we move towards the end of the year, another year with with us here at TFC, we have three stories for you this week. First, we want to talk about CrowdStrike and their earnings. We're going to bring up Okta, a new company. I don't think we've talked about that here. No, um, no, don't, don't think so. Yeah, they've had a couple of earnings. I think it's uh, a bit under the radar. So good for you to. Well, good for me to shed some light and maybe think about that moving forward. And last but not least, we've just had Black Friday. Hope you guys bought something. But are there any e-commerce companies still on sale? Right, as we take you through that towards the end of the episode. All right, Anthony, kick things off with CrowdStrike. What's happening there? All right, um, CrowdStrike, right? Um, kind of drawing to the end of earnings season, uh, CrowdStrike had earnings mm. last week. Um, and and you know, we, I think we talked about them a few months back. The last earnings uh, with, with, with together with Sentinel-1, who had earnings last night as well. So I thought it would be quite interesting just to kind of go back to CrowdStrike and, and see where they ended up, right? So what, what happened? And and of course, if you saw the if you're looking at the market, you have seen that you know they they kind of announced earnings and then went down twenty percent that night. Yeah, well, we're, we're back to those days, right? Um, but you know, <laughs> I I don't know if it was really that bad. So 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 what happened, right? Um, they they actually beat earnings um expectations um for for this quarter mm. um by like three four percent in terms of revenue. You know, they they are growing still at what fifty. 50 plus percent year on year on revenue, right? Gross margins, operating okay. margins are, are kind of still, you know, quite consistent. So they, they are bringing in more money and, you know, they, they have been maintaining their margins. So so that that's all quite a good thing, right? Um, adjusted free yep. cash flow is what, 30, uh, adjusted free cash flow margin is like 30%. So, so that's great as well. Um, of course, you can argue about stock-based comp and all that and we can talk about it later. But, you know, that that's not too bad. And well, because they give out a lot of mm. stock-based comp, they, they have plenty of cash, right? They have like two and a half billion of cash on the balance sheet. Um, and I think 1.8 billion wow. net cash. So 
Oh, I mean, you, you, you kind of think about CrowdStrike as growth, but they, they are relatively, you know, mature in, in terms of like being able to generate cash flow and then being you know, relatively profitable and, and having a lot of cash mm. and, and not having much debt as well. Nice. I mean, so they don't have debt. Lah. So 1.8 billion is net cash. Yes, net cash. So I think that's wow. 700 okay. million in, in debt and liabilities, all of that kind of stuff. Not bad. So if they beat expectations, why did it drop? Yeah. Is it a forecasting? It's, or? it's I think, slightly a forecasting. So so they, they forecasted that next quarter would be slightly slower growth. So so still growing, but but slightly slower, mm. Um, particularly in ARR, right? So so their um, annual recurring revenue, they're like, oh yeah, it'll still be growing, but probably not at 40%. I think they, they were forecasting what, 30% growth? So... So not a uh, year on year. So so quarter on quarter is actually a bit of a deceleration. You know, their growth seat and from that people kind of go, oh yeah, you know, your your growth is good, right? I mean, even that revenue is fifty three percent, but it used to be growing at 70 percent year on year. You know? mm. So yeah, there's tough comps, but you you are kind of slowing your growth slightly. Yeah. And, and I think you know one one last thing that that kind of maybe spooked people a bit was that their stock based comp. Um, it was like twenty five percent of their total revenue. <laughs> wow! Look, 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 you, you should look at amplitude. Amplitude was like 90 percent of revenue. Yeah, right? of course. So, but but you know, this is half of the cost. But you, you kind of then you think about it another way, right? If you took out stock based comp and, and you actually paid these people that that amount of money in cash, they mm-hmm. they actually have zero free cash flow, right? That that's all of almost mm-hmm. all of their free cash flow, you know, gone um just, just because of stock based comp. Which is why their their gap free cash flow is negative, and then they adjust here, adjust there, and it becomes great. So I, I think you know, I mean, we were talking about oh yeah, they they're relatively mature, but at the end of the day, you know, they are not Shell or Coca Cola where you are like profitable, you know, in all metrics, right? You you are still kind of in in that growth space, and and with that growth space, just utilizes you know certain different tools like like stock based comp for talent retention, you know, and and all of that. Right. Wow. Um, and I think just for for coconuts that they don't know a little bit about CrowdStrike, can you tell them what they what what CrowdStrike does? Yeah. So so it's it's a cybersecurity company. Um, it's I think we we had a like stock geek out on it many many a few months ago. I I think a so. A few months ago. Um, but you know, I mean, it's essentially a cybersecurity company. What what they have been doing differently is that you know instead of just kind of putting a firewall up. Which is what your you know Norton and and all of and all your antivirus tends to do, where you put a wall to kind of block attacks. What what they do is they they kind of sense attacks as they come in, right? So so it's it's not a wall defending the city. It's it's having your army intermingled within the population to to find attackers, right? And and you know that's right. that's that makes it easier to install. Um, because you don't have to spend the time mm-hmm. building a wall. You just put people in into the city, and that means that. And because of you know AI machine learning or all those buzzwords, it also means that it's it's kind of easier to pick up attacks, <laughs> right? Like like you can identify an mm. attacker and, and then you know replicate it across all your other you know cities that you're trying to defend as well, right? So so I think that's essentially um you know CrowdStrike. What CrowdStrike does, um okay cool. And so I mean they have dropped what twenty percent since then. Yeah. What what do you think? Do you think it's 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 still overvalued? Uh, do you think it's a it's a potential angle here to invest into CrowdStrike? I don't know. I mean, I, I thought the drop was relatively sensible, right? I mean, twenty percent is, is a lot, but it, it was an expensive company because it's best in class. You know, it's it's the new leader in in cybersecurity, right? With the highest market share, so mm. 
yeah, fair. It's it's expensive, and if it's the growth is slowing, it drops. And and I bought it that day. <laughs> that that it dropped. And <laughs> the truth is out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it like recovered like until end of last week. It was like twenty percent up by that, like ten fifteen percent up by the mm-hmm. end of last week. It was like, oh, should I sell? Ah, it's okay. I'll wait, right? And and with the markets last two days, it's kind of come down again. But you know, I think that that's kind of where we are we know that you know they, they have kind of pioneered a new model for cybersecurity. they are the market leader in that they're probably going to be dominant maybe sentinel one will be better maybe um paulo alto networks will, will come up with a new type of firewall and, and kind of you know keep their strength there or, or zscaler will, will come up with something else right but it's part of that new generation of companies. It's not Norton. It's not you no know, McAfee. All of which are kind of die. Hmm. So you know, right. I, I think that kind of means that you have a premium valuation there. Um, of course, with that premium valuation, means that if you stop growing or stop growing as quickly, then there's a premium drop as well, right? And I think that that is kind of the balance that you know we we all need to draw a bit and and sort of juggle with. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, in terms of next year, right, in terms of TAM, in terms of potential revenue gain, uh, you mentioned what 30% next year, was that something that they forecasted? Yeah, right? it's, it's something that's forecasted 30%. And I think they, they still are kind of on track to double their revenues by 2025. Yeah, 2025. Oh. So, so not, mm-hmm. they are doing what, five, they're essentially doing two, their annual run rate revenue is what, 2.2, 2.3 billion. Um, and, and they're saying that, yeah, our, our 5 billion target for, for 2020, for, by the end of 2024 remains, you know, in, intact. And, and we're, we're still kind of confident of, of hitting that. So, I mean, that, that's a 36, yeah, that's 36% increase year, yeah. a year. So, not, not, not super great, yes. but, you know, it, you know by, by most metrics, it's, it's a good, you know, growth rate. <laughs> given, given the current climate, I, I would say for them to be sticking to that target that they probably yeah. did in, you know, two or, years or ago, they, they it's be, pretty ballsy. Or, or they could just be saying what, what they need to say to, to you know, not drop 30%, <laughs> right? It's like, oh yeah, oh, I, I, I forecast something, it'll drop 20%. Uh, well, if I said this other thing, it would drop 40 so it's okay. <laughs> let, let, let's stick mm. to the thing that drops us 20 Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, um, it's one to keep an eye out for, yeah. right? Uh, especially since we, the, it dropped a little bit, check out the multiple. Uh, I think cybersecurity is a, a big area to be looking into, and I think there's a lot of a lot of chatter that in the next few years this could be the bigger bigger fish. I think I think this is this is going to be a huge fish, right? Like you know, we, mm. like at the end of the day, what most enterprises use now are still your legacy um, security companies. Right, I think that mm. their their market share is still sixty seventy percent, and and CrowdStrike of the new gen is probably the leader at twenty. So you know, it, it just in terms of TAM and and not not even you know making more money in a new business model, right? They're just kind of cannibalizing the old business model. That's there's still quite a way to go. Right. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Um. Actually, on that note, staying on cybersecurity, I would like to talk about Okta. Second story. Yeah, Okta. Okta. So they are also in the cybersecurity space, but in a different form, yep. right? So you have you have Palo Alto Networks, you have uh, CrowdStrike that that handles the overall. Whereas Okta is effectively a ident. I think they call themselves an identity access management system. Um, effectively, what this means, right, in layman's terms, is a single sign-on, lah. Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to elide even a bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, and and, and single sign-on means you sign in once all the apps are automatically signed on. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, now I understand access it. to one. <laughs> ah, very good. Very good. It's okay. It's okay. I, if for Reggie means I must go even more lame, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Now, coming back to it, Okta has been actually growing uh, quite a fair bit um, since COVID. Since COVID times. I mean, in terms of revenue, I'm not even talking about stock price, right? Let's forget that for a moment because let's see. Let's face it, everything has dropped since then. Um, but it's been growing in terms of revenue. It's been growing in terms of acquiring market share. It's currently, uh, I believe, it's somewhere around 37% in terms of market share. Okay. So there's still quite a, a way to go. And I think it was recently, just this year, um, the G2 crowd, or G2 Magic Quadrant, put them as the leader above Microsoft okay. in terms of identity access management. Yep. And th- the reason for that is actually the fact that they have about 7,000 pre-built integrations. What this means is you can sign up for Okta tomorrow and plug and play link with all your different softwares. Okay. Whether it be G Suite, whether it be Salesforce, whether it be Office 365, whether it be Workday, whether it be Zoom. So there's no custom API integration that needs to be done. Nothing like that. It's literally click and play, right? Okay. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty yep. cool. Um, yeah, so that's effectively what they do. And it's been on the rise. But I think one of the points here I want to point out is that they've predominantly been in the US. Yeah. Um, what that effectively means is they have been benefiting from the stronger US dollar okay. as well in the last quarter. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, one of the ways that they're looking out for, offers, of course, is to expand out of the US um, and into the other regions, which is where I would say most of the biggest TAM is. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So before jumping into, into numbers, Anthony, have you heard of Okta? What, what are your initial thoughts on this one yeah i mean saw them around before i'm um, not not something i read too much into it i guess my, my question you know with with this sort of smaller companies and even to crowdstrike to certain extent is this right what, what's to stop microsoft from mm. kind of doing a teams and slack and just going oh yeah i'll give you sso for for everybody um and and kind of just steal market share that way right so so yes you are a current leader yes you might have you know technically the, the best product out there but you know, well, you don't have the distribution, right? Um, of of a Microsoft, or, and you know, may, maybe that that's a good thing. I I don't know, um, because it, you it makes you more prime for to for a takeover by Salesforce. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that's <laughs> that that that's kind of my always the the gating question I have with with this kind of you know smaller um solutions providers. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a very good question. Microsoft will definitely be there because of the suite that yep. they have. However, at the same time, you also must know that the usability of Microsoft, I mean, you, you're in that system, you're in that system. Yeah. But if you use a different system, then you need that linkages, right? And yeah. as soon as that happens, um, you have to go with a different, you can go with a different software, for example, Okta. So I strongly believe, I think Slack is owned by Salesforce, yes. isn't it? Yes, now they, they got yes. bought over by Slack, Salesforce. So Slack, yeah. Correct. Um, so Slack is owned by Salesforce. And in order for you to link Slack with anything, you need Okta. Okay. Right, it's a plug-and-play system, but they, of course, have, have Microsoft. And we know how big Slack is in the working environment. Yep. Um, at least within the newer working environment. I yeah, not, not, not law firms. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah. what that is. <laughs> um, so I would say that, yes, I think you're right. Uh, will, will Microsoft be focusing on this aspect or will they be focusing on, uh, on the other competitors mm. that they're trying to fight across? For me, I think they're bigger fish to fry than just an identity or other access management platform okay. um, for, for Microsoft. Yep. Fair, fair. I think it's yeah. already a matter of priorities for Microsoft, right? They, they can't win everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. 
Um, okay, so putting it into numbers, right? Yeah. Revenue was 37% gain, right? Year on year, that's 481 million. Okay. Subscription revenue, I think that's the most important. It grew 97%. So it's doubled over the last year. Okay. Their net retention rate has increased to 122%. Yep. Which means every dollar spent by a client, it's increased by 22% mm. to $1.22 the next month, I uh, think year. Um so I think those are those are really good signs because don't forget they still sell a subscription based system. Right? Yep. Technically, it's SaaS. Yeah. Um, gross margin has increased, but honestly, not that much. I think it was seventy three to seventy eight percent. Still an increase. Uh, but I think one thing to point out here is the fact that they have quite a bit of cash. Okay. They have two point five billion in cash. Uh, they, however, do have a high debt, long term debt of two point three billion, because they have been spending a lot of money. They bought. Auth O, which is an authentication right? yeah. software, I think, a couple, yes, a couple of years ago. And in, by in terms of short-term debt, it's just 5.2 million. Okay. Um, so I would say that would be that would be the numbers that they're looking at. They, they are not, obviously, they don't have free cash flow. They're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not profitable, profitable yet. <laughs> they're trying to be, but I really don't see that happening they, in the next they, couple they of didn't, years. They didn't give a timeline um, as to when there would be no. at least free cash flow positive. <laughs> No, no. And even if they did, I wouldn't believe them. Though. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, but where's their money so, going, right? Because it's you know, obviously revenue growth is high. You know, like existing customers are you know staying on and spending more, and your margins are great. So you know, where where's the cash going? Like, like is it just investments? Is it sales? Um, what what what's what's going on there? Yeah, I would say that their investment is going back into the product. Yep. Right, they are putting it back into that. Um, however, they have been, like I said, they've been holding cash. Like two point five B mm. is quite a lot of cash for a for a growth startup. If you can even call it that now, so I would say they're probably waiting to see what they can do with that. Whether it's going to become a free cash flow, let's hope so. Are they going to pay down the debt? I wouldn't pay it down either. If it's if they believe it's manageable and if they have a a, a good payment plan through. Mm. But I think it's it's yet to see what they're going to do with this money. Yep. The only question here is: Is it too much money to be holding right at, at this point in time? Yeah, fair. This, I mean, this just sounds exactly like you know cross strike, right? From from net retention rate <laughs> to gross margins to to even a revenue figure, <laughs> you know, just a cross strike. Yes, it is more expensive. <laughs> um, and, and it has less debt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Um, that, that said though, one of the risks that I do see for next year, um, for Okta is that this, although it's in the cybersecurity space and we do feel, you know, you and I, uh, feel that it's a big fish that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years, identity access management, there are cheaper alternatives out there, which means as companies cut costs and trust me, I felt it this quarter, um, (laughs) being in sales, uh, I got white hair because of this, (laughs) um, where are they going to put their money? Yep. Right. Is it in identity access management or is it in a proper cybersecurity yeah. uh, firm actually protecting? Like, software? like in terms of priorities, you know, how, how important mm. is this? Right. Because you just make people enter your password 10 times. That, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And for me, that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest risk um, across to their, to their growth module over the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I think, you know, in, in this environment, it, it's affecting pretty much all SES companies or at the very least, you know, mm. all SES companies are using it as an excuse to, to kind of lower their forecast. <laughs> um, you know, so, so look, I, I think that's fair. Um, but, but I do think, you know, that that's kind of important to think about, right. In terms of product, you know, how, how key are they to, to the customer and, and how easily replaceable they are. Right, because it, I mean, yep. you know, for even for things like the the high hyperscale cloud providers, once you sign on with AWS, it's hard to switch to Azure, 
right? But you know, and and yes. maybe there's a bit of a mode there because of switching costs. But you know, for for things like identity management, is it similar or or is it different? Where I mean, if it's plug and play, um, well, I guess if a competitor is also plug and play, it should be kind of easy to change. You just kind of uninstall one and reinstall the other. Um, but if if the others are not um that and you need to go through a whole lengthy process, then maybe that there's a bit of a switching cost there, just because it's painful to to get on with the the cheaper competitors. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, I mean, Okta, obviously, you are targeting the big, big companies, which means that if you do want to switch anything like this, you have to go through a whole set of procurement, legal, oh, finance. I mean, you know you know the works, lah, right, yes. Anthony? You know? <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I don't get involved in this, but yes, I do know the works. It's terrible. Like, uh, a, a two-year sales cycle, what? No? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Insane. So that, that alone would tell me it's a little sticky, lah. Yeah. Right, it's not as simple as as uninstalling Office three six five or Gmail and turning it back on for Outlook. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, I wanted to bring that across to the coconut's attention. Yeah, I, I think, think take I think, a look at it. It's been running a bit under the radar. Yeah, some something to to keep in mind. I think j- just because of where it is in in the cybersecurity, you're you're right. It's it's a bit under the radar. I think kind of have to think about where identity management sits and all of that. Right, I think that that's my mm. key takeaway. But definitely one to look out for. And it's really cheap. It's like what six price to sales. Um, the growth yes. is at thirty plus percent, so oh, it's okay. It's not you know super low, super cheap multiple, but it's it's not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome, Anthony. Take us away. All Our right. Third story. Yeah, Black Friday. Hey, so how you buy anything or not Black Friday? Um, yeah, I, I bought a ledger um to store my crypto. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> on, finally, on only on took point. you like what one month? Uh? Yeah. <laughs> Two, I think um, only because like, my friend helped me buy it in the bundle, so I, I didn't even collect it. And and uh, and yesterday, you know, and, and I'm I'm great at timing, right? So I think yesterday or two days ago, Ledger announced a whole new model. Like, Fuck, yeah. <laughs> crap! <laughs> I literally just bought it last week. Like, couldn't you announce it two weeks ago, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, um, market timing aside, um, yeah, Black Friday, right? It's it happened. Two weeks ago now, um, over Thanksgiving weekend, wow. and you know, I mean, like e this year, e-commerce has kind of been slaughtered. Like, I mean, besides Alibaba, even things like Shopify, um, Amazon, when <laughs> to the extent people think about them as e-com, you know, um, Melly, C, everybody just died. Um, partially because well, they couldn't sustain the growth from the pandemic, which is fair. And partially because people wanted to go out and, and spend at brick and mortar. And, and so, you know, e-commerce seemed a bit less attractive and, and frankly overvalued, which is all, all kind of fair, right? But, you know, I mean, you know, every single time that there's a big sales event, you, you kind of do see where e-commerce still plays a part, right? I mean, in China, obviously, the, the big one is Singles Day. And well, th- this year, they didn't come out to announce how well they did because capitalism is bad in China. But, you know, they, they always used to say, you know, record revenues, all that, right? But for, yep. for Black Friday, I think Shopify and, and Melly and even Amazon, to a certain extent, all came out and said, you know, this was the best year yet ever. Right, like Amazon is that like, you know record purchases. Mm. Um, did, didn't give a figure, didn't give a growth rate, but record purchases. Um, Shopify, wow. their their total merchant value over that weekend grew nineteen percent, I think, to seven billion or something like that. Um, you know, Jeez. and and similar for Melly, right? Um, so on in mm. let M as well, so nineteen percent growth compared to Thanksgiving weekend last year. So so yeah, you know, I think wow. Ecom is still okay and it's still going good, and and I think what what's kind of interesting is that you know, I mean with, with all these total merchant values and all that, you, you kind of have to take into account inflation, 
right? Because like if the yeah. item was a dollar last year and then a dollar and five cents this year because of five percent inflation, naturally your your total value in, increases. But your growth rate this time around has definitely gone above the inflation rate. So you know they are growing fast. That's that's nominal. That's real growth, right? It's not just nominal growth that that cancels yeah. out inflation. So so yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Where we we have kind of all you know gone quiet or gone a bit cold on e-commerce, but hey, you know they're still growing. Yeah, I think if I were to you know give a little anecdote about uh, myself, maybe right in terms of behavior, um, I I buy more e-commerce now since COVID, right? Yeah, uh, I could say of course I buy less when I was sitting at home only and cannot leave my house because of of restrictions. But even now, I just so ah, it's good. I can just buy it online. Yeah, right. I don't need to go to the store to do it. So that alone has changed behavior for me. So if you take me as an average, that's going to be the same for, for, for everyone in here. Yeah, I seem to get like, you know, a parcel every other day. I think kind of that's yeah. my wife. <laughs> yeah. But you know, <laughs> like, like, we, like un- unless you really want to buy something that, that's, you know, like the last thing we bought in a shop was TV because you kind of had to go and see it and then it was easier to arrange for delivery right. going down to Harvey Norman, right? Rather than trying yeah. to, to buy it all online. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought that, that was, yeah, we, we, we just don't don't buy things in physical stores anymore unless you walk past it. So yes, you know, hooray for e-commerce. <laughs> I went to Spotlight last Saturday or something and looking at those prices, I literally just in there open Lazada and open Shopee and find out whether it's cheaper. <laughs> Like, I, 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 I thought your wife just gets um, you know, spotlight delivered to your house. Yeah, yeah, we used to, but then we thought we'd leave the house this time. Oh, really? <laughs> <Instead of staying. laughs> so well still, right? We went there and e-commerce still won, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> omnichannel, omnichannel commerce, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. So I mean, yeah, e-commerce is back. Or not bad, no, but yeah, still they're there. not there, right? Um, and and I think mm. you know what what's kind of interesting is that even this year, um, generally not not just Black Friday weekend, right? But you know, g- generally globally, e-commerce sales has actually been down twenty percent. So you know, mm. I think that there's also some kind of I mean, e-commerce is a big space, right? Um, so so there's definitely some kind of like relative strength and or relative value within the e-commerce space, right? And and maybe it's a bit you know about thinking a bit deeper and, and trying to find the winners in, in the next market. Right, true. But, but so not, not saying Shopify this, is cheap or, or Melly is cheap, right? Because they aren't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but they are the ones that actually link really well with all your um, websites. Yeah. Like your WordPress. La, yeah. yeah. Wix, Sh- la, Shopify is, Shop- I mean, Shopify is pretty much, uh, well, there, there's a TFC stock account on it, but you know, they, they are pretty yes. much a uh, platform, right? They, they are not really, I mean, you, you kind of have Amazon, which is quasi-platform, quasi-seller. You know, Shopify is pretty much mm. wanted to be a full platform and, and we'll see what they do with fulfillment. But yeah, they, they just provide you the tools for you to, you know, kind of come up with your own store um, and with your own branding um, online. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, to, to close this off, what what do you think of, of C or, or Lazada moving forward, right? Obviously, we've seen the start drop. Um, we know that it isn't quite dead, but is it back or not back? But do you think it's a it's a possible opportunity? Yeah, I mean, C C is something that we we haven't talked about it in a bit, right? And, and of course, C has this. Well, no, we we avoided talking about did. them this earnings, which is we did great. exactly. Um, we, we we did because we've been talking about it last earnings like almost every other week. Yeah, like, like every every other quarter, we, we talk about it, and then we talk about it like you know once every two months, um, in between anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think C C is kind of. 
interesting, right? Because, I mean, they, they had this big flywheel with Garena and, like, kind of spinning cash out mm-hmm. to, to put there. Um, you know, and I think that's just kind of gone haywire over the past quarters um, just because the, the gaming division hasn't been doing as well. Um, and, and there's a bit of headwinds there and, you know, they, they just haven't been performing as expected. So, so that, that flywheel has kind of stopped, right? And and they are trying to, you know, find, figure out a way to, to spin more money or to, or to spin it faster. And the answer is, well, it's, it's difficult in this environment, right? So, you know, and, mm. and if the enemy C, C is still at an expensive valuation, I think. I haven't really looked at it in a while, you know, but, but in terms of growth rate and all that, it's, you know, not, not doing super great. You know, they are not really expanding the new markets because they, they've pulled out of a lot of them, which we have covered a lot of times this year as well. So, you know, I think that that's kind of going to be a struggle with that. You, you kind of think about them as well. This is, they are going to be a Southeast Asia champion, right? Like within mm. Southeast Asia, e-commerce, this type of platforms, it's it's them. It's Alibaba. It's maybe go to with Tokopedia. That's it, right? Um, and then you know within Let M, there's going to be at Meli, and well, maybe that's about it as well, right? So so maybe you can think about it like in terms of like geographically, right? And and just just go to each region mm. and pick up what you think will be the winner there, and you know you'll be good because I I mean I think you know the the trend to e-commerce the the trend on on to to more online selling, right? Even if it's not going to be dominant over brick and mortar, it's going to exist. Right. I think it's still what 10, 15% of, of all you know, re- retail. So there, there is a, you know, if we are going to talk about 10, maybe the upper limit is 50%, you know, um, virtual 50, 50% physical, but that still means that your 10 can triple. Right. So, so yeah, plenty of room to grow. You, you just need to find the winners, I think. And, and that's always the difficult part. I mean, if we did that, we wouldn't be having this podcast, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> see, that's why in 10 years, we wouldn't be doing this podcast because we have done that and we'll all be tired. <laughs> done. <laughs> then we're in the early stages, right? <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks, folks, for, for listening in again. Sorry we're coming to you a bit late this week. We'll be back on track next week. All right. And uh, looking forward. All right, see you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.